All right, hold on. We're getting a call. We're going to see if this will all come through. We're going to try it. Hello? Is that Tony? Yes, this is Tony. Are you, is this is this the people? I don't. I I told you, pay me. I said I'd pay the money. <laughs> well, you haven't done it. You'll but get I, it when I got it, okay, pal? Promises, promises. <laughs> DC Benny, how are you? How you doing, brother? I am doing well. We were, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, boys and girls, moms and dads, uh, children of all persuasions and genders uh, and pronouns. Uh, if you don't know what's going on right now, let me inform you. Uh, we have now received uh, the uh, much-awaited, anticipated, and talked about phone call from our friend, and, and, and I'm going to call you a friend, D.C. Benny, ladies and gentlemen, who's playing at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy all weekend. How you doing, D.C.? I am, uh, I am chilling, man. I'm excited to be here in Arizona. You know, uh, 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 you know uh, my dad told me don't pet the cactus. So I've been, uh, you know, took that warning, and um, I'm just, I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be on your show, calling in, you know, giving you a shout. I got left Brooklyn, New York. It was 14 degrees. It's beautiful here. There's a, there's a pool. I'm going to go jump in that. And, uh, you know, what can I say, bro? What can I say? You know, we were, uh, we were just talking about, uh, first off, we were talking about uh, the time we had you in studio and how you were... Um, uh, one of our favorite people to interview because um, uh, I'm just going to say this, you know, uh, I mean, and I, I feel comfortable doing it because you're not close enough to like uh, hug me hard. Uh, you were uh, one of our favorite interviews because you're just such a, it, it, as soon as, soon as I, as soon as we met, I you feel like, you know, the guy and if you don't, and then you go, this is somebody I want to know more. It's just a, a great guy to, you make people feel better about themselves. That's what I'm saying. You got that kind of person. That's it. You could sell timeshares. That's a very kind thing to say, brother. That's a very, I'm, I'm, you know, that's a, a, a mutual uh, back at you, you know, and I, you know, uh, I appreciate that, man. That's a very, very kind to say, you know, especially this early in the morning. What a nice thing to hear. Somebody <laughs> honking at you. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's been years since I've been on the road, and I, I almost forget sometimes that uh, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning is like, is like 3 o'clock in the morning, for uh, for a working comic, what am I doing? It was the famous Lenny Bruce line where uh, he said, "People call call you call him at noon and go, I wake you up." He goes, "No, I always get up eight hours before I go to work." So um, <laughs> we were talking about New York because we're going to be there March twenty first at Gotham. Uh, you're, oh, great! You're, uh, yeah, we're going to be there. Um, uh, we were and I was talking about how much I love New York. I I forget how cold it gets. But uh, how much uh, I absolutely love it, uh, and we were also talking about, um, and you can you can fill us in on this, the legendary mythical mystical comedy condo uh, that Rick Bronson put you guys up in, and people wax poetic about it like it is a beautiful woman. So what's so special about this goddamn condo? Well, you know, here's the thing: oh, uh, Rick Bronson does it right. I I I basically don't stay in comedy condos. I, I won't do it. You know, uh, after, you know, after 31 years, it's my one little perk. I don't, I don't ask the green M&M sorted out or, you know, new shoes for, for the show or whatever these, you know, some of these riders that I hear about. But, uh, uh, it just, it's civilized, man. It's nice. It's, 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 there's a pool, there's a gym, it's clean. It's, you know, nobody's coming in here and, and, and trashing the place. The people respect it. You know, the, the comics behave in it. 
and 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 it's uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's really nice. If I don't want to sleep in one bed, I go sleep in the other bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can cook for myself, so I don't have to eat, you know, Big Macs and Denny's the whole time. Uh, you know, I got it's, it's it's very civilized, man. There's a little a little uh, what do you call it? deck thing that you can sit and and, and get a little sun. And uh, I mean, you know, it's it's like sort of a, a mini working vacation. You know, a very coveted uh, gig, I must say, to be here uh, amongst the uh, comedians. You know, it, it's like you don't you don't. You don't talk about it when you're there because 20 people are going to call you and say, well, how do I, who do I talk to? How do I get a, this Rick guy? Uh, you know, you put in a word, you know. Yeah. You do all that. Yeah, that's uh, all. Is, do you, uh, have you ran into, so I know when, when I was touring, and, and uh, um, I'm sure it's the same thing, that um, people, you'd work someplace and the people go, how do I get in there? How do I get in there? And some people, you're going, this guy, there were people that I, like when I used to work in Las Vegas, uh, there were people who I would walk into the booker's office. I go, fly out here. This is how you're going to get booked. And there'd be other people I'm going, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So how do you handle that when a comic who you think is maybe not ready for the um, for the creature comforts of that condo? Let's say that they're maybe ready for the stage, but not ready for the condo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a very, that's a very delicate uh, situation, you know. That's a very, because I, I love my fellow comics and everything, and you know, I I I pass I pass the word on if they ask. I say I pass everybody's information that needs to be. Uh, you know, there might be an addendum, like uh, you know, this guy is averse to showering, so you may uh, provide you know instructions, uh, uh, you know, or something. Or, or uh, but um, uh, you know, this guy has been known to punch walls. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just you know, make sure you got a contractor handy. You know things like that, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's good. You know, someone who can do some drywall. But um, you know, I, I, I pass it along. I pass it along. You know, and and and, and generally, you know, uh, people's reputations speak for themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But this is man, this is frogging great to be here, and uh, I'm psyched for these shows tonight. And last night's show was great, and I got a couple more tomorrow. And I love the club and. It was nice. Sometimes, you know, I have these horrific gigs that I just dread, you know, for like weeks. I'm thinking about, ugh, this is going to be horrible. I got to be there. I'm going to be stuck by a highway. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a crappy little room with belligerent drunks uh, all weekend. And, you know, you, you, you rethink your job options at those times. But this is not one of them. So I feel like I made the right decision, <laughs> uh, you know, this time. So. It, it's yeah, when you when you work that club, you go. All right, yeah, this was this was a good uh, career choice on my part to uh, to uh, decide to bring the gift of laughter to the masses. As yeah, and and you know, as you get older in this game, you know, you uh, you uh, delineate a little bit more. You know, there'll be things. You know, you got to pay the bills or whatever. But there'll be there'll be gigs that I'm like, now nah, I'm not I'm not going to go back and do that. That's just not the cost benefit ratio and the and the uh, the uh, damage to your psyche and uh, and everything is uh, it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it. It's, it's you know, you gotta. It's like how many times are you gonna do Vietnam? You know what I mean? A tour. So, uh, but <laughs> fortunately, that's not. The, I get to be a little pickier now than uh, I may have been uh, when I was a uh, you know uh, a young buck uh, running around you know working on anything anywhere at any time. You know what I mean? Right, somebody says back in those days going. 
You know, there's a, a, a restaurant in Bay Ridge, and they're doing comedy at midnight, but you gotta, you know, you gotta wear clean, but they like the word fuck, and you're going, I, I, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna do that. Here's, I wanna ask you a yeah. question. I wanna ask you a question. So we yeah. were talking about this earlier, and uh, uh, you're, you're also, like I said, you, you're a guy who I consider, uh, I don't know if classy's the term, you know, but I mean, yeah. someone, someone who's, who's got, got, a, got himself together a little bit. I, I went to a, um, uh, a seminar last night that has nothing to do with comedy. Uh, I'm at a point wow. in my life where, you know, I'm doing a lot of other things. And this was something that I was not required to attend, but and it was really dry, a dry presentation, which I'm fine with. Uh, but it was being given by an attorney, and I really have nothing against attorneys. Ooh. But here's the issue, is the attorney was sitting there, standing there, and all I could focus on was this guy was supposed to give us at first, he was a little condescending. We're going, hey, did you know that? Did, almost, I almost got to the point where I was going to go, no, I don't know that. That's why I'm here to learn, you know, instead of made to feel like a fool. And did you know that? You probably didn't know this. I'm going, no, I don't know any of this. But while he's up there doing that, I noticed his shoes were scuffed up. He's got on a jacket. He's got on a tie. He's got on slacks. But the slacks, I'm going to tell you, were probably were a little martially. And um, his shoes were scuffed up, and I'm going, I can't really take this guy serious. I can take a comic serious with scuffed up shoes. You know, I get, I, I'll pay attention to a cop with scuffed up shoes, because he's a cop. But a lawyer, and he's up there, so is, is this, am I developing a problem? What's your, what's your thought on scuffed up shoes from smart asses? Well, you know, having been a shoe salesman. <laughs> see? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, you know, shoes are a big, you know, they say that as a man, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that as a man, one of the first things that women look at when they're sort of sizing you up is your shoes. Yeah. And, and, uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, um, I asked my wife about that. She was like, I wasn't really looking at the shoe. I was looking more at the size of the shoe, not the condition of it. Um, (laughs) Uh, uh, the barometer, but I, I think I think the problem is is that these scuffed up shoes were being paired with this sort of condescending, not interesting. You know, if the guy's uh, entertaining, you know, yeah. or at least he's presenting the information in a way that you can absorb it, and it's not it's not uh, extra work to do so. You're not really going to think about his shoes. But if you're wandering off and you got time to look at the scuffed up shoes, you know, yeah. chances are this guy might not even be a good attorney. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> that, with some law and order stuff there, you know, with the semen samples and stuff, you know, maybe this guy's not the dude to if be you, listening to. <laughs> if you had a dispute with your neighbor over, like, his hedge, like his hedge, <laughs> if, if you had neighbors that had hedges, okay, yeah. and, and his hedges were beginning to impinge, and this is not the case, I'm just me, was beginning to impinge upon your property, and you go, all right, I'm, and, he, and you go, cut those hedges, and you go, I'm cutting them, and say, so all right, I'm going to have to get an attorney, would you hire then an attorney to represent you in court if you went to visit him at his office and he had scuffed up shoes? Yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is, that's great for like a comedy manager to have that Broadway Danny Rose look. Yeah, but I think you know, you want you want a Johnny Cochran that's all shiny and that's right, and there's spouting bullshit. Windsor not uh, in the you know, tie, right? Windsor not. Am I wrong? Yeah, you want that? Yeah, you gotta. They gotta be crispy, man. They gotta be crispy because they walk into the court. They, you know, they gotta. They gotta put on the. I don't know about them, Dan. You know, 
coming on coming out there with some Converse Chucks. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be my attorney. You know what I mean? <laughs> If you if you got all crocs, man. <laughs> you better be, you know. I mean, there are exceptions. You got to be like a, you know, who is that guy, Ron Coopy or whatever? One of those, I don't know, one of those guys. You know, they can wear a Cosby sweater and sandals and socks or whatever because of their their track record. But uh, it, you know, this guy, who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, I was feeling a little uh, insecure myself because um, as I was putting on my black dress shoes and um, I chose my black dress shoes because my brown, my brown ones I hadn't polished. And I go, I can't go out in unpolished brown dress shoes. Okay. And uh, um, even though it matched my sweater, uh, I got out my black dress shoes and I go, I haven't polished these. They weren't scuffed and they weren't dull to the point where you're going, what is he, a hobo? But I thought, man, you know, and then I get out and the guy, he's got on the scuff. Here's the other thing. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What is worse? There was more to it. Yes. Yes. What is worse, DC, Benny, to have shoes that are scuffed up or shoes where the guy just polished the front, but not the back and the back is scuffed up. And you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's like. That's like when I would uh, iron a shirt and I would wear <laughs> a jacket over it. I'd never do the sleeve. I would never do the sleeve. Just, <laughs> just the front. <laughs> and I'd leave the jacket off. But, I, but then, you know, you get hot. You can't take the fucking jacket off. you got to <laughs> yeah. keep that jacket on because you're going to have these wrinkled sleeves yeah. that look like beef jerky. You know what I mean? <laughs> and maybe you there's know? a stain up near the left shoulder. But you go, oh, I'll have the jacket on. It's okay. Right, right. It's so it's so funny. Uh, you know you, what you should have done is when afterwards. You know maybe gave that guy a couple little tips on our presentation. <laughs> you know because I, I I feel like this is a phenomenon. I feel like there's so many people that you know that are in different professions that want to do comedy or they're curious yeah. about comedy or whatever. I just had a situation where I had a promoter that uh, ripped me off and didn't pay me uh, this money that I was owed. You know, so I had to go to court. Really? I had to chase this person. Oh yeah, I had to chase this. Uh, go to court and, uh, and and deal with this person. You know, and they were out of state, and it was like all this, all this crazy drama. So I ended up in this uh, to to put a uh, to get a judgment. Okay, because yeah. I had a signed contract. So I get to this uh, Brooklyn courthouse, right? And it's all these people with like, these kind of small, medium claims and everything. And I, and I'm watching the judge. I'm sitting there. I'm like, damn, this judge is kind of funny. Like, the judge kept saying stuff that was funny. Yeah. You know, when, when he would talk to the different, uh, you know, the different plaintiffs or whatever. So it got to be my turn, and, uh, and the person, you know, the promoter didn't show up. So the judge is like, uh, hey, uh, so he goes, wait, wait, what's going on here? And I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comic. And, uh, you know, this, this lady didn't pay me this money and everything. He's like, you got a contract? You're a stand-up comic? Let me see that thing. And he looked at it, he goes, the lady didn't show up, and he's like, you know, judgment for the plaintiff. Right? And he's like, come here, by the way, he's like, how, how does this comedy fit work? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, you know, I noticed that you were, you were being kind of funny up there. You were saying funny shit. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've I'm always had a fascination with it, but how do, you, how do you pay your bills? I mean, I got, that's why I'm a judge. I couldn't, I couldn't. We got into like a half-hour discussion in front, <laughs> in front of all these people, man. And I feel like, you know, the way that, so many comedians want to be musicians and rock stars and rappers and stuff like that. There's so many people in other professions that just want to be comedians. 
You know, so I don't know what that has to do with the shoes, but I put it out there. I figured it'd be enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, one of the benefits of being a comedian is you don't you don't necessarily have to have. At Rex Bronson's place, I think. By the way, I I think the shoes are important because the stage is so high. Yes, you 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 are absolutely right. And I brought I brought shoes just for (laughs) uh, the house of cut. And the thing is, is I pack light. Yeah. Get back to the shoe thing. This is a, this is a, I pack very light. I don't want to check the bag. Yeah. So I wear, I, you know, I bring the shoes that I'm wearing, which are going to be the ones that I work out in or walk around in, but you yeah. can't put those on the stage. No. And then I got the flip flops, you know, and yeah. a little backpack for stuff. So I have these uh, kind of dress shoes that are mushable. And I only wear for comedy on stage. I don't wear them for anything else. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and but they're very light and mushable. So I had those. <laughs> uh, and uh, for, especially for Rick Bronson's house of comedy, because you got to look good there. Because if you go up there with scuffed up shoes, you know, you, you're throwing off the whole vibe of the place. Yeah, we don't want that happening. It, it, because, I mean, the place is designed great, but he has some, some places have a raised stage. Some places have a stage that's only like. Six inches high, where the, you know, and the, yeah. and the tables are shoved right up against the stage. No one's going to notice. But at Rick's, yeah, you go up there. You got like, um, you know, you got on maybe a nice pair of wingtips, but you know they're left over from a long time ago, and and the bottoms are a little worn on, or the heel. It's a disaster. It's a it's a holy disaster. Yeah, you can't have those uh, French toast shoes that you know they're done on that one side. You got to flip them over. You can't have those. <laughs> <laughs> And no biblical footwear. You can't have the Jesus sandals. No, or whatever, you know? no, do not wear sandals. See, I, I tell you, it's it, it's tough for me here in the desert. Now, I've I've now lived out here. I lived out here full time uh, since two thousand eight, and awesome. uh, and I love it out here. I really do. Uh, and uh, but I don't think that men should run around showing off their feet. So I can't, yeah. I can't do the sandal thing. I can't go, even if I'm like going to Walmart in a bathrobe. And that happens. Yeah. Okay, because you're, yeah, well. you're just running down there. You know, you, people make fun of the way people dress at Walmart. I go, who dresses up for Walmart? That'd be the weird thing. Yeah. You know, some guys in a shark skin suit, you know? You know, and he's got to... Yeah, you got to put on your, uh, your good camouflage, you know? Yeah. You go to Walmart. But still, I'm not going to go to Walmart with my feet showing... I don't think men should do that. So that's tough for me here in the desert. I'm just, you know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. That's that's one of those things that as time goes by, you may find a, you may make a concession with because you, you know, it is the desert. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, I, 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 I feel you. That's one of those things that, you know, you might have to psychically evolve to that. You might have to get to. Uh, it, it, it could take a lot of work. Like I used to not like raisins, but now I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like raisins. You know, tofu I don't take ever, but uh, raisins. You know. Now you live in you live in Brooklyn, right? Am I am I wrong, or do you live, I live on the, in Brooklyn? You live on Brooklyn, and you live in like the new Brooklyn. It's like nice now. I live yeah yeah. The dogs have Uggs. You know, it's very fancy over there now. You know, but uh, I, I live there. Uh, I've been there a long time. We we bought an old building, and we live in part of it, and then we rent it out. There's the rest of it out that helps pay the mortgage, you know. So I have nice, uh, you know, yeah. I got to, I'm like a, you know, I got to live on this block. It's, it used to be old Italian gangsters on the block, and now it's like, you know, it's everybody with the kale and the whole foods and the yoga mats and all that stuff. Um, you made a good choice, so it, the future worked yeah, out. It's, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool, and I, I, I love it there, man. And uh, you know, um. 
it's, it's something else. We have a of a rent-controlled old lady in the building that uh, was born in the building. Yeah. You know, in like 1920 or something like that. And, you know, her uncle, when we bought it, her uncle would threaten me. He'd, he'd, be, he'd come by, he'd lift up the block, he'd be like, hey, you better make sure that she's got the heat and the hot water and all that, or I'm going to make a call to Staten Island. You don't want me to make a call to Staten Island. Like, every day, it's you know, a 90-year-old man is threatening me to make a call to Staten Island. <laughs> Dude, she's going to be fine. You know? Uh, it, it's cool, man. I've lived there in Brooklyn. <laughs> you better make sure that she. I'd bring her a cannoli. <laughs> she likes fish. Bring her a grouper. Hey, now you have. Uh, uh, there's a, a mode of dress. Uh, I used to. I used to. Uh, I didn't live in Bay Ridge, but I had friends who lived in Bay Ridge in the '80s, and I used to stay there for like mm-hmm. weeks on end. And the odd thing about Bay Ridge is, I'd be there for like a day and a half, and I go get a slice of pizza. And they go, "Hey, we know who you are." And I'm like, oh, really? I'm just, yeah, you're, the, you're doing the comedy, new kid. You're staying with Lance. And I go, yeah. They knew who you were. But there's a phenomenon that I, I saw in New York, and you've got to let me know if this still exists, if we want to get into uh, how, people, um, uh, how people appoint themselves, where I would see guys standing around, and they'd have on, like, uh, a sleeveless shirt. It was nice. Their hair would be perfect, like they were getting ready to get married. Okay, pair of shorts, no socks, and like dress shoes that you tied. Oh yeah, that's in my neighborhood. The old yeah. school Italian guys—they wear it's those guys and the Haitians when they do construction wear dress shoes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those guys have a choice, unfortunately. But the old Italian guys—they either have to tie or they have to slip on socks. Yeah, and the shorts. In the tan, there's one guy that's always out on the corner. My wife swears this guy's a lookout, but I don't know what he's looking out for. This guy's like, this guy's like 70, and he's always got the shorts and the tan and, and, the, and the fedora. He has the fedora and the dress shoes, but they're like athletic shorts. It's the weirdest combination, man. It's like you're going kind of on a job interview to a gym to do. It's, I can't even explain it. You know? That's right. You can see that. It's- and, what you, and if you looked at him too long, like, what are you looking at? And I, 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 <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It's so funny. So funny, man. Yeah, that's still there, bro. That's still there in, 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 in select areas. Select areas. Well, you know? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna Don't buy- even get me started on the Russians, okay? <laughs> <laughs> How do they dress? Come on. Well, there's always sweatsuits. I don't know. There's always these track suits. But it, <laughs> No one's ever done a sit-up. That's the thing. You know, the old guys never done a sit-up. Yeah. Like a track suit, way too small, and then the dress shoes. The track suit, the dress shoes. The dress shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Eating pierogies on corner. Schnitt, skip, yeah, schnitt, skip, yeah, schnitt, skip, yeah, Hello. You know, and, and the, uh, the, the final thing we were talking about shoe-wise here was uh, my wife and I were talking about this. I go, I go, and even though I think if you're going to do something, you should have, you know, if you got to wear a pair of dress shoes, they should be polished and not scuffed. And it's, it's not like a it's not like a sexy thing. I've never uh, heard of a woman who's getting ready to go to bed with a man. He's totally naked. She goes, "Hey, how about you slip on a nice pair of wingtips? How about those loafers with the tassels, Daddy?" <laughs> that doesn't happen. We'll we'll ask them to put on pumps or stilettos. And I was being schooled on the difference in that by my wife earlier. Sure. But it's not women don't get turned on as much as they'll you know look at the size of a guy's feet. Once you get ready to do the deed, they don't go, hey, uh, you got those, um, uh, maybe cowboy boots. 
<laughs> no, I don't, I've never heard of, I've never, you know, like when I school shoes, I school, it was men's shoes and women's shoes. And I never heard of a, a woman explain shoes turned her on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 that's a man thing. You know, the, the man, the, the, the plumper, the stiletto, it, it shakes the leg in a certain way. Yeah. It makes your ass stick out. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. But I don't know with, you know, if you got on, you know, your cherry loafers, if that's going to get a woman <laughs> hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> There was an old movie with Paul Newman where he was playing uh, uh, Ed, Ed, Edward Long, who was the governor of uh, Louisiana and kind of a, a storied guy. Um, he was the guy who said that the only way that uh, he could not be elected in Louisiana is if he was caught in bed with a uh, live boy or a dead girl. Um, <laughs> but... There's a scene where he's getting ready to go to bed with his girlfriend and he keeps his boots on. She goes, what do you keep on for? And he goes, it gives me purchase. <laughs> and it's always stayed with me. It wasn't that great of a movie, but that always stayed with me. That's hilarious. It gives you me know, purchase. When I, when I used to sell shoes, uh, it, was, it was really, this was in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. And this was in the late 80s. And, uh, uh, it was a very fancy store, you know, and yeah. uh, it was, uh, and we used to get, for the women, what was hilarious is we would get these, these drag queens that would come in ah. and they would want, they would want these women's shoes, but you know, their feet were huge. So <laughs> some guy would come in off the street and be like, excuse me, do you have this in a size 16? And you have to be like, listen, and that would also be the small, that wasn't even his size. He'd be like a size 18 or something, but he would, you know, small it down. And then, and then I'd be like, I got it in 11. Let me see that. And I try and cram his foot in there. You see this big hairy leg peeking out from under a dress. It was hilarious. I don't know how I got on this shoe thing, but you know, hey, man, that was it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we've uh, covered the gamut of anything comedically having to do with uh, footwear. <laughs> is there anything uh, uh, before we roll out, man? Is there anything you wanted to add? Anything you want to tell us? Well, if uh, I, ha- I have an album out, I'll plug it. It's called sure. Live at the Fat Black, and it's uh, ten funny stories that uh, that uh, I do, and it's out there on uh, on everything on the you know all the platforms. Um, so if anybody uh, you know wants to hear some funny stories for a road trip or whatever, there there there's some of my favorites on there. So uh, so tell there. us the name again. It's, you know, it's called uh, Live at the Fat Black, uh, and it's because there's a place called the Fat Black Pussycat in the village, and that's where uh, uh, it's associated with the comedy cellar, and uh, uh, that's where I taped it. So uh, you know, if anybody's interested. Uh, That'll be great, and hopefully people will come out to the shows uh, tonight, tomorrow at Rick Bronson's uh, House of Comedy. Well, we're yes. cer- we're certainly gonna let people know about that, but we're going to uh, uh, we're gonna Google up your uh, uh, your album, and we'll uh, promote that as well on our social media. So uh, oh, I appreciate it, and happy to. Um, I don't know if you'll be in New York when I'm there in March, but if you are, I would love to see you. But uh, if I don't, uh, safe travels and uh, keep doing what you're doing because you're good at it. Thank you, brother. Give me a shit. Will do. I just, you know what? And I, he just cut out. It was perfect time to end the interview because uh, now we're having uh, phone issues. DC Benny, if you can hear us, because we can't hear you now, thank you very much, pal. And uh, we're going to try to come out and catch you this weekend as well. Man, thank you for having me on. Take care, my man. Okay, buddy. Bye. Bye. 
Well, when I, uh, um, on occasion, as I, as I get uh, older and crankier and I go, I don't even know why I'm doing this podcast. This is stupid. Podcast. The kids are doing it. Uh, then I get a chance to um, uh, have a conversation with uh, a very cool and funny guy like DC Benny. Just funny guy. Just funny. Just you go, all right, this is, this is what a stand-up comedy comic is, you know. Not pushing it. Not up there sticking, you know, but just, uh, uh, just off the cuff, just uh, intrinsically funny dude. You want to see uh, this guy. Okay, you want to see this guy. Uh, and he's at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Hold on. Uh, at 5350 East Hi. Street. My, apparently, my dog uh, was excited by my sound effect. It's the only sound effect I have. Here, I'll do it again for you. Hi. Street. <laughs> you want to catch him because uh, that'll be a good night. You'll be glad you did. She can bark because we're going to wrap up right now. Okay. It, it, you know what? I feel good. The rest of the day is going to be fantastic. Because um, uh, two things, I got plenty of sleep, and it's Friday, and I got to have a marvelous, marvelous conversation with a great guy. He's the kind of guy, if you're a comic, you want to work with him, because he makes you funnier. Uh, anyway, that's it. I hope you had a great, uh, great time listening. We'll be back next Friday with more thrilling adventures and yarns. For my producer, who happens to be my wife, Shirley Lowe Visick, uh, my name is Tony Visick, and now I'm going to say... Bye-bye.